Oh my god, in the winter I have to put on the headphones just to stay warm, like earmuffs. And it is the winter, isn't it? It just turned the solstice, even though it felt like winter so long ago. So many weeks, so long. And here we are. It's Christmas. Oh, it's Christmas. And I know it's Christmas. Because I went to the store yesterday. I, the artist D, on the Fabulous D Show. Let's go to the store right now. It's the Artist D Show. The Fabulous D. The Fabulous D. Unearthing all the underground, alien in the sky, on your magic pile of light, super the delight. It's culture from the edges, marvel of pride. Find a truth, a new review, excitement to your life. It's the RSD show, the fabulous D, the fabulous D. Could there be any? Yes, I was in the store purchasing a gift and a God bless you card. <laughs> it's really horrifying. I was horrified. I don't know if I'm more horrified that in this culture you actually are forced into certain situations of, of purchase. Although that is what Christmas is about, if you ask some people. Is the tea too hot to hold? The tea is too hot to hold. And if the tea's too hot to hold, well, we know what else it's too hot to do, so we'll just leave it over there. I haven't had my tea yet today, but I had to come on. I had to. I had to do one last Christmas show a Christmas special, a Christmas op-ed in season six of The Fabulous D Show. Because I was in the store. I was surrounded by uh, red and green and Santa and reindeer and God, their God. But I was horrified. Uh, you know, you, you should not have to purchase something against your will or suffer the consequences. That is pretty much what they're telling us. The fact that a person... Well, the fact that a person is receiving it and knows your beliefs and still wants it. And that's why I was there, because I was purchasing something, not for a, a friendly reason, but because of business. And the business inclined me to do so. Because in business, you send holiday cards. You send Christmas cards. You buy things for people. Business is kind of like family to a different level on Christmas. You know, family on Christmas. Because I hear a lot of people on Christmas 
buying things for people that they don't like and that they love. Make any sense? I didn't think so. <laughs> yes, the family that you love that you hate. The family that you say, I don't want to buy this person anything. I hate them. They're horrible. But I'm going to spend some money on them. But business, at least in business, it makes sense. Yes, I hate everyone, or you hate everyone, but at least you know by getting them this card and this box of chocolate or this large candy cane to stick up their ass that you are mm, elongating a relationship. And I suppose you're still doing... Well, I guess you do it with your family. Your family is like a business. You just don't know it. People in business don't know that the families that they have outside, that's kind of like a business because you bought Aunt Betty the box of chocolates and candy cane to stick up her ass because you want Aunt Betty to be nice to you. You want favoritism from Aunt Betty. Not just on Christmas, but every day of the year. And I stood there, horrified. And I, discuss it, I would love to. One day I will. It's not so unlike the culture of everything. I mean, your family, your business, you buy something. These people don't like you. You don't like them. But you buy things. You go spend the day with them. And then, of course, there are you out there who tell me, no, you, you like it. You like to do this. And that's great but rare. Although everyone, even the people who seem to be having a good time of it, they still do things for people they don't like. At least, you know, people like me are doing it because it's a forced business decision. I mean, the lights and the people and Christ, literally. And, you know, I don't even mean the pretty lights either. I mean 6,000-watt halogen shopping bulbs shining down at you in the brighter-than-beehive stores with the traditional Christmas scenes in front of you and the music, the Mariah Carey bursting through the loudspeaker and the cards and... Oh, my God. So I bought a card. It said, God bless you this Christmas. <laughs> it made me quake psychologically. And again, not because I'm purchasing it for someone, but because they know we've had this conversation. I have looked them in the eyes. I do not believe in this, your God, your tradition. And they still said, where's, where's my card? Where's your card? I just told you I don't believe in God and you want a card. All right. So, I mean, it should say, may your God bless you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas because I won't be having a Merry Christmas. I mean, I can't wrap my, my, my mind around it. You look someone in the eye. You, you tell them your beliefs. They know you. you they know you on an intimate level in, in certain situations. And yet they want something. So it's like the family. The family who wants presents from a non-believer. When you're an atheist, it doesn't matter if you're saying, you know, may your God bless you or may God bless you if they know. And I haven't been in a store shopping, well, for anything really, but for Christmas in ages. It kind of creeped me out. It was like the people around me were happy 
happy. Literally happy to be blowing their hard-earned money on red and green things that they'll put away on January 1st. I never understood it. Let's buy all this stuff. And it's going to go away until next year. And the debt will remain. And then they say Christmas back in the day. Back in the day, Christmas was better. I don't think it was any better. I think it was possibly they're confused by the simplicity because they didn't have, you know... Well, think of a Victorian-era Christmas. You wanted a dolly, and you got a dolly. Now you... And I don't mean a Salvador Dali. <laughs> you wanted a little little Betsy, and you got her. Or you wanted a tinker toy and a gun. Mother went and bought a tinker toy and a gun. It was pretty easy. Now, you know, you want a gun. No, you want the Death Ray 3000, made by such and such. And if you don't get it, you'll be in hysterics. You know, it's not a simple time anymore. And I think that's the only thing that is different, is that people are confusing the simplicity with the happiness. And I st- I'm not in my day. Back in my day, it was, it was the same, because I'm not terribly ancient, I still grew up in in the world of, I didn't have the internet, but I had the books of uh, catalogs. At least then you can circle exactly what you want, and you can get exactly what you want. But then, I never understood toys. Toys never really made me happy. And this came after receiving a few Christmases full of toys that I did or did not want. And... You know, at the time, as a child, you're very happy about it. But then suddenly, you realize that toys toys don't make you happy. And that's why I don't really think that children should have toys. I think that they were right when they told them that they should play with a stick and a can. A baseball and a bat. You know, toys like that make sense. I can't say that... The toys, toys, the real toys, like, well, I don't, I have no idea. The things that, like, that don't really mesh with the personality. Because I guess if you're purchasing a racing track for someone who's going to be interested in cars, that toy is beneficial to them. Just like buying me He-Man action figures was beneficial to me, because that's art. And a level of fantasy and creativity that I appreciated. But if you bought someone like me a racing track, well, what am I going to do with that? I don't want to race. I don't like cars. I don't do that. That's not me. So, you know, it's stuff like that. I guess the things that that kids ask for, because they're taught to ask for things, and they just ask for this vomitous list of things that they don't, really know that they appreciate? I mean, I was certainly a child with many toys rained down upon me. Very, very fortunate in the toy area. And and I think, you know, now 
in an adult mindset, we look back and we recall, hopefully, a certain amount of toys. And I was reading before I came on the show about Christmas and toys and people and uh, children having ravenous reactions to receiving certain gifts and some adults can only remember these horrifyingly embarrassing moments as, as children where they were unhappy with their toys. And they didn't seem to have any toys that they liked at all, you know. And I, I think those children turn out to be the adults that hate Christmas because they never had a good experience. I don't know if they had a good experience or... Maybe they didn't, they didn't have what I had and what a lot of us have. And I don't know what that is. But Christmas is for children, they say. Is Christmas for children? And this is what I was told when I was growing into my teens because I was surrounded by very depressed adults who didn't like Christmas. Christmas was for children and we will not be having it like that anymore because you, well, I, was no longer a child. But is it ever for children? Ever? I mean, why is it for children? I'd say it's the magic. And that's what people will say. There's Santa, there's magic, there's reindeer, and that's for children. Because after so long, what happens? Oh, you don't believe. I'd say the magic of it all is why people think it's mainly a childish thing, because they don't think that that magic can exist and an adult refuses that it exists. And you know, when I was a kid, I would sneak out late at night, and I'd lay under the Christmas tree with all the lights on, all the, all the pretty lights and the ornaments, and we had a train, and actually, in my very early years, we had a platform, like, huge platform set up, train, tree, the whole thing. And it was, like, extremely ancient, like, vintage, okay? Not one of these tinker toy disasters you see today. Rolling around trees. And I would go out in the middle of the night with the lights on at the tr- on the tree. Oh, the tea is so good. And I would sit out underneath it. And I would stare up at the tree and the lights and the ornaments and things. And I would feel magical. And I've carried that with me. I wasn't subscribing to some silly childish fairy tale about Santa. In fact, Santa scared me to death, to tell you the truth. (laughs) Like, tell a child that a fat, greasy, hairy old man is going to sneak into their bedroom at night and make sure they're sleeping. That's not a fairy tale. That's a tale of child molestation and terror. When it comes to that, I remember not, (laughs) not able to sleep. I was pulling the covers over my head. I was terrified that I wouldn't get any presents if I wasn't found sleeping by this imaginary child molester in a red suit. You know, my magic wasn't in that. My magic was not in Santa Claus. I can't even say I really believed in Santa Claus. I mean, it was great at first, certainly. I mean, the the best presents that I received were from my parents. And I knew that. Even when it said Santa, it was kind of like, haha, Santa, you know, it's the same handwriting as mom. But I can't believe that I ever really believed in Santa. I, even when my mother finally told me the truth, I remember feeling less than heartbroken. I was more, 
I, I was kind of lit with wonder that parents around the world were lying to their children, and this was totally acceptable. And I think that's, well, pretty much a statement for me my entire life, is that even then, I was just amazed by the psychological, the culture. It's like, wait, you, you're, we're in a culture that you can tell me about Santa Claus and make some children actually believe 100% Santa brings you toys, Santa brings you what you want, Santa is gauging your good and your badness. And that being naughty is bad. <laughs> wow, did that one... Did that, did that turn around for you, kids? I was more amazed that that was acceptable. I can't believe, and I still cannot believe, and I couldn't believe it then, when I was like 10 years old. Or was it younger? Who knows? I was a kid, and I remember I was laying on the floor... And it was just like the most casual conversation. Santa is not real. And I thought, okay. And I think I said, well, so what else isn't real? What else have you been not telling me? And what else in a culture that tells you to lie to me? Naughty, naughty culture. But the magic that I found on Christmas was magic that I created. That I have been creating ever since. It was mine. I owned it. I own it, sitting under the tree, late at night, dreaming of euphoric Christmas light-colored things. Which is probably why I never lost it, because I didn't attach it to a tangible fat man in a red suit. I didn't attach it to the, the, the presents that I got. I attached it to me, which was, let's face it, the most important thing to me, and still is. It wasn't in that stuff. Now, it was in the surroundings. It was magical lights, which is why I took magical lights with me. You know? I carry this with me in thousands of ways every day because it's not Christmas. It's daily life. Magical euphoria is a day-to-day -day life for an artist or someone who wants to be detached from that cold, hard, lifeless truth that most people exist in. People who have been able to carry childhood magic with them. I mean, that's, that's no shit. And it really isn't. I mean, people get poetic about it and get all Walt Disney on us about childhood magic and dreaming, but they missed the point. Walt Dis Disney missed the point, or perhaps he didn't, but people listening to him missed the point about what that childhood magic is. It's like that Twilight Zone episode with Kick the Can. Nobody really got it. Nobody really understood the magic that the man was talking about. I was never into... Christmas and Santa and gift-giving, because it was always disappointing. No matter if I got everything I asked for, it ended. It stopped. Because really, what I really wanted was the magic that I believed. Because Christmas, for me, now and as a child and, and throughout history, was, for me, other people believing in the same magic that I did at least for a little bit every year. 
that's what did it for me. It was kind of like people coming into my world, into my existence. You know, and as we know, once a junkie, always a junkie. I was even a junkie for Christmas. I was junkieing for the Christmas presents being received by an eight-year-old. To have the love of the family. I was young and... You know, the rest of the year is this cold, hard truth that they try so desperately to sell you. And then come November and December, oh, everyone's on my side. Christmas is magical. People are magical. There's love in the air. There's magic in the air. Everyone agrees with me, of course. Why wouldn't I, especially then, be addicted to that? To have the love of the family that's supposed to love you all gathered in one room. The entire family suddenly loves you. And I'm just not talking about, you know, the little family. I'm talking about the big family gathering where everyone pretends to love each other. Followed by wonderful, exciting food. Everyone's giving me gifts. Everyone's focusing on me and telling me how much they love me. (laughs) Of course I loved it. Of course. Of course I was a junkie for it. Oh, and then we got to play games, board games, with bunches of people. You know, why wouldn't it? Wouldn't I be a child junkie for that? I wanted it to last. I wanted it to never end. Because in my mind, it never ends. In my mind, there's always pretty lights. In my mind, everyone loves each other all the time. Those whom do. I mean, much like the rest of moments in life that I'm totally addicted to, whatever makes people like us happy are usually things that we will exhaust, you know? And if it was me, it would be Christmas every day. It would be this long history of happy, gift-giving, loving, and quite psychotically, if not lovely, I do that. And I don't mean this cheesy, it should be Christmas every day. No, I mean that, you know, there's not one month that passes that I don't think I ought to buy something and send it to this individual or this other individual, or I should write a note to someone. You dig? It, it is that, it's the reality that people say that people don't do. It's the people that say, we should take Christmas outside of this December and do it every, you know, it's the cheesy bullshit that people say. There is truth to that. But people are so idiotic that they wouldn't, they don't even know how to formulate that. Let's, you know, be thankful the rest of the year. Yes, yes, you should. You really should. But not like that. Because see, that's what idiots need is Christmas. Idiots need Christmas for them to allow themselves to be what they should be the rest of the year. And then it's just all trivial poetry that they don't get to do that the rest of the year. You know, we should be thankful for the rest of the year. We should show each other how much we love each other every month. We should, oh, how about this one? We should do this more often. (laughs) Why don't we do this more often? My God, why do we only see each other once a year? Oh, I love you so much. And then they go home and they don't see each other for the rest of the year. 
It's so cliché. It's so disgusting. Because it's lies. They're lying. And I'm not lying. That's what's disgusting about it, is that the genuine nature that I'm talking about, they could never possibly even fathom. Because it's so beaten down by the society that they live in, the culture that they live in. It's so outside of it. Because that's what they would need. They would need a forced holiday, a day, every month to tell them to get together and have gift-giving dinner and family time every month. They would need their government, their culture, and their society to agree that, okay, yes, the, uh, the third Friday of every month is officially, um, we'll call it, holiday. <laughs> and you are expected to appreciate the ones that you love, ho-ho, and the ones that you um, don't, ha-ha, and have dinner with your family. How about them apples? You know, that's what they'd need. Because the rest of the year, they're just full speed. And I heard somebody the other day, one of my Republican friends, talking about how, you know, um, Christmas is just kind of this thing that people stop at now really quickly, you know. You're supposed to just... And he had a point. And, and I agreed with him completely. Like, there's this buildup to the day that you hurry, hurry, hurry. You buy gifts. And then you, you hurry in, and you celebrate it, and you hurry out. You know, you stop for one day, one moment, and act like you should. Instead of at least, at the very least, and that is one thing that I do think, I do believe has changed, is that we used to have the moment, and, and it lasted, it tingled just a little bit, a little further out, maybe to the end of January, that you got there and you thought and you still felt a little bit of the Christmas spirit that you should be taking with you throughout your life. You know, the generosity that happened on December 25th and 6th and 7th, it tingled and went a little further. But now it just seems to stop, dead, dead in its tracks. So I don't think Christmas is for children. I think Christmas is for adults who know how to string up pretty lights and find magic year-round. Every dwelling that has ever been mine since I got out of that has been covered in some sort of neon, pretty lights. It's been, I decorate. I do what people would call decorating, all year round, because I'm surrounded by pretty lights and neon and things and uh, not the stark white Target apparel that people drape themselves in for nine months out of the year until they're allowed to decorate their house. That's why Christmas lights outside depress me. It's like, I know it's only going to last 30 days. People should string up the lights every fucking day. Because lights are pretty. 
and this is the Fabulous D Show Christmas Special. <laughs> it's something special, that's for sure. And I am the Artist D, and we will return. This is Mac Danger from Swell Life Radio and also from Dead Cowboy Rebellion and Twin Rivers. You are currently listening to The Fabulous D Show with your host, The Artist D. Well, it's not always about me, but I like to think it is. Juice Talk Radio, the downloadable, iPodable hub for amazing, delicious, juicy, insightful broadcasts. And I hope those people out there listening realize it ain't often you can get these three voices at the same exact time. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Catolo's Catolo Chronicles. Well, I couldn't have said that better if I said it. Transistor by Velvet Steel. I see another bottle of white wine and I think I'll figure it out. And the Fabulous D Show by me, the Artist D. I want to be a writer when I grow up. <laughs> really? Why? Because you have something to say? I... What... <laughs> <laughs> you think? Archived weekly for your listening pleasure. Drink your juice. I just want to get laid. Juice talk for the most intriguing shows based on art, sex, and opinion with an emphasis on quality of culture and sound at juicetalk.com. It's juicy. What does the future hold in store for you? Drink your juice. Give me a break. Hello, it's me, Frank Catolo, on 4Culture Radio with another quoting quote segment. Evil is the product of the ability of humans to make abstract that which is concrete, said Jean-Paul Sartre. But yet, some things were never meant to be. It's me, Frank Atolo, on 4Culture Radio with another Quoting Quotes. Take us with you wherever you go. Get 4Culture Radio with the TuneIn app. It's free, fabulous, and streaming. Download TuneIn to your smartphone or tablet and listen to our world from wherever you are. Visit TuneIn.com or find the app in your phone and tablet's app store. You're listening to 4Culture Radio at 4Culture.com. Hi, we're noblesse oblige. You're listening to 4Culture Radio. Our artist is fabulous. Welcome back to the Fabulous D Show, broadcasting from Earth. So have yourself a merry little, little something, right? And children have themselves a very merry, while adults have themselves a dry, contrary something. You know, the magic is gone. Christmas for adults is depressing. We know it was on the Fabulous D Show. I mean, we've had many a Christmas special. But never alone. Ah, the drum solos continue as I spill my guts to you in season six of the Fabulous D Show. And it's almost as if adults are not allowed to be happy on Christmas. Certain adults, you know. You you have to fit criteria. You have to be single, usually, or you have to be in a bad relationship, or, you know, because, of course... Other adults fake it. Usually those adults have children, and they say children are what Christmas is about, and they will be happy because their children are happy. But adults alone among themselves on Christmas are usually unhappy creatures. They celebrate 
unhappiness. It's kind of almost like a an embracing of unhappy. It's it's almost I mean, that's almost why I liked it for a while, because you get to reflect. I mean, the whole world agrees with me for one month to to decorate their house in fabulous colorful lights, a celebration of lights, which is what it has always been and what it always should have been. And they get to be warm and cozy and drink eggnog and eat cozy things. That's also a good one. There we go. They also agreed with me on food addiction. They also agreed... I mean, it's the only time of the year that people will haul in cookies and pies and cakes and heavily, heavy nog. And everyone's okay to eat it. The rest of the year... They shun this shit like it's frickin' on fire. But for Christmas, I can have a little pie, and oh, I'll, a little cookie here and there won't hurt, and that's all right. Well, I'll lose it in the new year. Yeah, because you're not eating anything in the new year. Ugh. Blech. Ich. It's just so wrong, you know? But that's why they agree with me, and that's why I love it so much, because everybody's eating. I love eating, and everyone's drinking. I loved drinking. And everyone is uh, putting up decorations and being cheesy, and I just love it. And it's cold, and you're, you're in sweaters, and it's good fashion. Love winter fashion. You know... Everyone agrees with me. But yet, being alone on Christmas, you're supposed to be in agony. I always kind of embraced it, though. I always loved it. I loved... uh, There was this magical little place that I used to live that they had these... You know, this one strip of streets were all, like, covered in lights, covered in... And they had trains and, and, you know, real-life... Santa shit, you know, there was the elves and the, the Santas and the, the trains and the, the fun candy land little, little uh, rides that you could take. But they had all the, the halls and things that were covered in lights and it was just this atmosphere. And I'd go out there alone and think about, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to have someone for Christmas and all I want for Christmas is you. And, uh, but I liked it. Because I've always enjoyed wallowing in self-pity. And out there, you're walking in the lights and you're just like, everyone agrees with me and I'm alone and I like it and I'm covered in Christmas light happiness. I always liked that. And I think people do too. I don't think, you know... Of course, a lot of people kill themselves this time of year, so those people really don't like it. But deep down, we all kind of enjoy that sullen feeling. Because, of course, for the people who are single, they're around other people and around friends and family. And while they might not like them either, they have these gatherings. Although I could bring, you know... 250,000 people on the show and they'd probably tell me how much they hate Christmas and hate being alone and it truly does depress them. 
in a non-masochistic, saddest kind of way. But I guess that's what I am. Christmas is for lovers, they say. Those depressed people, a great time for a relationship. And that's the goddamn truth. Christmas is a great time for a relationship. And I've never had a relationship through Christmas that didn't uh, end in January. (laughs) Oh my god, there's nothing quite like getting yourself lulled into a relationship in September, right when the leaves begin to change and you start to feel that feeling. You know the feeling. That feeling of love, romance, snuggles, warmth, lattes. You want to do that with someone. And in October, you get to do that with yourself and some other people. And they're feeling the same way. So you hook up. And you become lovers, and you enjoy the holidays, and you spend money on each other. Oh my god, the holidays are perfect. Perfect for this sort of bullshit. They promote that relationship status. Because, once again, the rest of the year, cold and dark and dreary and, and uh, you know, geometric. That's what I picture the rest of the year looking like. It's all so square and there's, there are lines and there's no fluff and there's no happy. There's no warmth. There's no lattes. And what a great time of the year to be in love because love is all about blurred lines and romance and feeling all sorts of, of happy together. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you get to go and be by a fireplace, and it's all romance. Christmas is all romance. Just as January is all cold and straight lines and time to break up. I've had many a wonderful relationship from October to December. And you celebrate the new year and you start to think about change. (laughs) And you look at the one you're with and you think about changing them as well. Because there's no romance left. Because all the pies and cookies have left you all fat. And there is no more nog. And suddenly the world disagrees with you again. That's what makes January so very cold and callous for people like me. People like me who are in this sort of mindset. This magical mindset. And I'm not. Please, please, gentle listeners, do not think I'm talking about or promoting Santa and candy canes all year round. No, I'm promoting magic and the celebration of lights all year round. But it all goes away, and everyone disagrees with you. And everyone in your community says, Take down those lights! Those lights are only for Christmas! Gift-giving versus the celebration of lights is huge to me. I mean, huge. Every day of the year... You should want to give to someone else a gift. If it's not just a little token of your verbal appreciation, it should be, you know, if you can, a little, I send out bookmarks, I send out little things, I send out little notes. These are the things that I like to do year-round. It's not about Christmas. Christmas is not gift-giving. Christmas is not Christmas. Christmas is non-existent to me. 
Christmas just happens to be the celebration where everyone puts up lights and acts happy and embraces some sort of uh, comfort and enjoyment in this very cold life that exists. And that is the celebration of lights. That is the celebration of warmth and light that I so adore, so adore, year-round. But even that, even the celebration, like I was saying earlier in the show, the, the friend of mine who was talking about how Christmas comes and it happens and you then immediately drop off and go on with yourselves, go back to normal. I can see why it is. Because who has the time to celebrate? Who has the time? That's the real misfortune. It used to make sense to me, and, and I'm just as caught up in it, because and this year, this year especially, how many times have you heard that? Year and year and year and year after year. But this year especially, and I mean that, for me, I mean, it was September, and then it was October, and I thought, I need to prepare for Halloween. I need to prepare the Halloween spirit. And suddenly, it was November, and Halloween was over. Life went by. I didn't even notice Halloween. And then I thought, okay, Thanksgiving's coming. We've got to put on the brakes. We've got to enjoy this time. Thanksgiving is coming. I love the pumpkins. I love pumpkin. Eat a lot of pumpkin. And then suddenly, and Thanksgiving did come, and I did have a Thanksgiving dinner with some people. But it went quickly. And I'm starting to feel that that old people talk about. That thing that seems that time is a runaway train. I didn't believe that. I never believed that. I always thought that there was a way to put on the brakes. I always thought that. And I believe that to be true still. But I can see how people find it more impossible the older they get to put on the brakes. Because they're rushing, rushing, and life is devouring. And the real misfortune is that the entire month goes by, and suddenly it's Christmas, and then suddenly it's not. I mean, my fondest memories were of times when I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything for the man. I was out there living my life, enjoying these holidays, enjoying that time with people. I mean, because when you have time uninterrupted, when it's yours, I went from the week before Thanksgiving all the way to the new year, and I did nothing but celebrate Every day, every single day, I had Christmas music or happy music. I had uh, time with, with people that I loved. I had the celebration of lights times 1,000 because suddenly it wasn't just in my house. It was outside. It was everywhere all the time. And I got to go places, and I got to see people, and I got to date people and um, have intimate times with people and every day and and that's that's kind of what you need for christmas to sink in just like you need thanksgiving to sink in is the time to allow it to sink you know that is 
where you find the spirit that they're talking about, when you get time to enjoy the celebration of lights, instead of waking up in the morning and drudging yourself off to somewhere and coming home at night and drudging yourself to bed, where did you get to even acknowledge that anything else is happening around you? Never, ever, ever. And it's gone. So unless you have that time to really acknowledge, because it takes time to acknowledge, then it's gone. And once again, I've attempted to put on the brakes here throughout December, and suddenly it's almost over. And another year begins. And then, then time starts to drag on. Because then there's nothing. And you see, that's probably the thing. That's probably why time suddenly is a runaway train, because you get to that point. You know, life is a, is a, a doldrum to a lot of you. Life is a horrendous amount of nothing. Life is day-to-day, nothing that you want it to be, except whittling away the hours to get to your time off. And every Friday comes, and every holiday comes, but that's all you've got. (laughs) One day off. A lot of you get one day off for Christmas. Who here gets seven days off for Christmas? Raise your hand. No one but children which is why children can appreciate, because they have time to sit at home and think about it and stare at the tree and sneak out at night and look at the lights. They have time to think about it. We have no time to think about it anymore. Is that so? Some of you don't even get off for Christmas. Some of you get no holidays off. Some of you work weekends. Some of you work six days a week. Some of you work ten hours a day. Some of you, some of you. But there's no time to appreciate There's no time to just sit and enjoy. And there's not enough money. Because you need money for that peppermint latte, don't you? But it's not worth it for me. For one day. I mean, one single day out of the year. That's all that some people get. So of course it's not worth it. I mean, because it should be a full gamut. It should be a full celebration. And that's what people have lost. The meaning of celebration. The meaning of celebration as I knew it to be. I used to go, as the Internet's first superstar, across the country, traveling from place to place. And each week, I was at a different place. And... People would invite me into their home, and I'd stay there for four or five days, sometimes a little longer. But every day and every night, it was like a celebration, because I was there. Because a friend that they haven't seen for a while, and a friend that they may have just gotten to know, came to their place. And as people do when they come over, when you have visitors from somewhere else that you haven't seen or haven't met ever... You want to celebrate that, right? And that's what I had. That, you know, for seven days a week, every day was a party. Because, hey, the Artist D is in town. The Artist D has arrived. And we're going to have a good time. And it was several days of good time, you know? I didn't just drop in for the day. 
I didn't just come over for the night. I came over for a few days because, hey, you haven't seen me in three years. And that's what we're missing. We don't celebrate. Wasn't that what they did back in the da-da? Back in the day? When it was, you know, the, the whole feast and the banquet and the knights and the maidens and the chicken, leg, uh, chicken wing legs? on the You know, with the prince and the kings? And didn't they have like a, a three-day festivus? Some bullshit like that? That's what it was about. That's what it should be about. You should get off of work. Now, everyone, everyone, it should be mandatory around the world. The world stops working on December 25th. And most people have then three days off. This is in, in my fantasy land. Three days off, right? And for those three days, people gather at certain locations and points and friends' houses, and it's a banquet, okay? I mean, there is apple pie for breakfast and, and spiked eggnog for lunch, and you are a drunken, romancing mess by midnight, if you can stay up that long. You know, the wine doesn't stop pouring, and it is three days, and then you have another two days to recover. You go home, you recover, and then you go back. How refreshing would that be? Tell me. Think about it. Think. Take that with you tonight, and think about it. Instead of the bullshit that you've been given, instead of the, the choice that you have of party for one day, how could you even? How could you even do that? You can't. You can't. And that's what's incredible to me. You don't even get enough time to sleep it off anymore. They don't even give you that. One day for Christmas. Okay, so you have... <laughs> so picture it, these poor people who have Christmas off. Just Christmas. They work Tuesday, they're off Wednesday, then they have to go back to work on Thursday. What can they do on Wednesday? As a human being, you need recovery time. <laughs> You've got to sleep off the hangover. And any of those who do imbibe, they end up going into work on Thursday, either still drunk or, or really in, in agony. And what good was that? What, what, what good did it do you? To have to work then. It's just horrendous. It upsets me greatly the way that they've set things up and the way that they have come from that celebration. And that, that I have to force that in. You know? That you've got to fight it in. It wasn't a fight before because there was advantages that one had being the internet's first superstar in the early 21st century, you know, that people, you know, didn't have, that, that don't have, the, that the superstars don't have now. Okay. Doesn't afford you that. It's very upsetting. It all just upsets me. It's, it's a repetition. And that upsets me, too. That this... This that we have is a repetition that 365 days pass. Here we are again and again and again and again. People have absolutely no idea what they're doing. No idea what they want. They drone on like zombies for seven to eight months. And then they get into the holidays. The same decorations go out. The same boxes of stuff are pulled from the attic. And the same drudgery and happiness occurs 
And it's not new. It's the same as you had last year. In fact, I think that's why people are so inclined to think it's for children, because for children, it is new. And their eyes light up like it's new, because it, it, it's new. And most adults have absolutely no idea how to look upon the world with wonder and newness, surrounded by oldness. They can't drudge up any wonder like a child can. And in fact, I can. And you know what people think that is? Psychotic. You know how people look at that? Uh, my reactions, my uh, finding magic in old shit, or everyday life, or being a dreamer, being different, is seen as fucking psychotic. They look at me like I'm nuts. Because they can't imagine it themselves. I mean, every December I get to hear the normal people talking about buying what they can't afford, going somewhere they don't want to go, and yet they do it anyway. Isn't that just like the most psychotic thing that you could do? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And I'm crazy? I'm crazy. And they're not crazy. You're not an idiot, an insane wingnut. By doing the same thing, Every 365 days, spending money you don't want, going somewhere you don't want to go, every year in repetition. Isn't the definition of insanity repetition or something like that? There's a wise quote out there, and someone you, one of you will know it, and I know you will. Tweet it to me at the artist D. This to a per I mean, the same thing. This to a person like myself. It's rep reprehensible. Repugnant. <laughs> and a combination of both. I refuse to get caught up in anything by force. Especially when it comes from the time that I am given and told, This is yours. This is all yours. You don't have to work right now. You don't have to go anywhere right now. This time is your time off. And I will not take my free time and spend it with people that I hate, nor will I be buying them any gifts. Especially with the money that I'm told is mine. You gave me money, and now you want me to give it to people that I don't like? You want me to spend it on someone who isn't me? Just because you told me to? I mean, if you pay your employees to come to the Christmas party, then they should come to the Christmas party. If you don't, I don't think anybody should show up. I mean, that's my take on Christmas parties, and I see it every year. Every year, repetition, repetitious insanity every year is you, you out there who I see, going to a Christmas party that you don't want to go to on your free time. Just like you going to a Christmas party on your only day off. You've waited how long for this day off? And yet you're going to go and waste your day off doing something you don't want to do. Yes, I'm going to spend $2,500 to travel somewhere. On my only day off, you know, these people that fly across the country to family, I'm going to 
uh, spend another thousand dollars on presents for these people that I'm going to see that I don't like. Um, and and then you know th- these are the people that travel, so they take time off. So I'm going to take uh, you know five days off of work without pay to go somewhere, spend money to go somewhere that I don't want to go, and give people gifts that I can't afford to give them that I'll buy anyway. People that I only see once a year and I don't really like. Huh? You did what? And I'm crazy? Me, the artist D, is crazy. And you're sane. You, you people who do the same thing. The people who have set up holidays every month of the year. And tradition every month of the year. And do the same things over and over and over. Getting the results you don't want and don't necessarily desire, need, require. And I'm the crazy one on the Fabulous D Show. So please, until next time, stay fabulous, but don't stay seated. And for God's sakes, use the brain in your fucking head. Good night. And a merry, merry, merry.